What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. Back. This is episode 21. Oh my gosh, our first uh, full episode after the trade deadline. Um, yeah, but you know, same thing as always. I'm here with my guy, Adam. Yay, yay. And my boy, Brian. What's up, guys? No, yeah, it was a fun week. Before we get into all that good stuff, a real quick uh, shout out the social medias, uh, Twitter and Instagram, same thing, at nonstopbbpod. Send us some DMs, interact with us. We've been a little bit more active on those recently, but um, yeah, if we post, obviously interact, but if not, you could still always message us whatever you'd like and we'll, and we'll bring it up on the pod. And give us some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts if you're liking it and share it with your friends. And other than that, it was a fun podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, uh, I think we missed a couple steps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't want to talk about the Red Sox. You know, it's pretty crazy. This is the first time in like three weeks all three of us are here. Because last week Noah missed and the week before I missed. Yeah, and we got some spicy standings talk. You want to mm-hmm. hop into that already? We could bring I mean, up. Yeah, we could hop into the. Uh, hey Noah, you want to start with the ALEs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, in hindsight, well, I was going into the season, I was high on the Red Sox. I yeah. I was saying there is no is reason true. there is no reason this team can't be in the wild card. Okay. That that's what I was going with, and then as the season was going on, the Red Sox were like incredible, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is really fun." And um, <laughs> okay, I like it. And then I, but I was always kind of worried that something like this was around the corner, but then the Red Sox would lose a few, and I'd be like, "Oh no, here it comes," and then it just wouldn't happen. But <laughs> I just. Lot. Alas, Every, here it comes. Everything but, about this is is like that that Reddit comment, which I really want to read because it's so funny. Oh, I is, oh man, it's a it's a Red Sox fan on Reddit. He's like, this whole season is like we got invited to the school dance with the hottest girl in class. Everyone thought she was totally out of our league, but we drowned out the haters and reveled in it. And this last week has been like we just got a text from her saying that my friends dared me to ask you out. Oh no. <laughs> Oh. But, Safe uh, to say, Red Sox, they're kind of down bad right now. Yeah, I mean, it's a struggle. But also, I don't know, you just gotta, I don't know, I'm, all, I'm always trying to be a, a positive uh, fan. Um, but you gotta, you gotta say, if before the season started, you're like, hey, you're 65 and 49, you'd be like, I'll take oh, that no matter what. Yeah, you would be uh, pumped. Yeah. But a <laughs> real quick note about today. Uh, you know, playing music at church, got home kind of tired. I uh, saw the J.D. Martinez hit to have him go up seven to two. And I was like, that's one of the biggest <laughs> hits of the year right there. And then I uh, was watching for a little bit and I was just really tired. So I went back to sleep. And I don't know if I feel responsible by taking a nap and wish I didn't take a nap. Or I don't know if I just wish that I never woke up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that JD hit was big. It was not as big as that Springer hit. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah man. And, you know, all this ALEs talk, we're kind of mentioning maybe the hottest team in the division. You know, Toronto. Adam's favorite team, the New York the Yankees, Toronto right? Blue Jays. <laughs> Dude, the New York Yankees, since getting Rizzo and Gallo, have 
They're looking like another beast right now. They are. I don't like the and team we thought they'd with, be. And now they're going to be without Rizzo for a little while. So. Yeah, just for a little bit. I mean, he should be. He's got put on the COVID IL, right? Yes. So that's what, like a uh, ten days? I think they said it is. Yeah, it's something like that. I think it's just a short term IL, but it, it will be interesting how they keep it up. But man, dude, I came out with like a bold comment a while ago saying I don't think the playoffs are gonna change. Like I think everything's gonna stay how it is. Man, I don't think I could have been more wrong because we've had a lot of movement. I mean, now the A's are kind of even in threat for losing their wild card spot and yeah i kind of thought they were safe the blue jays and yankees both surging yeah um, red Sox are still semi-safe in that first wild card and i yeah. say semi-safe relatively because the a's are seven and three in the last 10 while the red Sox are two and eight which is yeah they're not ideal they're on a rough stretch um, yeah for for sure and as like as a sort of skeptical but trying to just enjoy the season as i was with the uh reds with the red Sox. that's like also kind of how i was feeling about the underperformances of the yankees and the blue jays like i would ask and be like how do we i was talked into a a few weeks ago that the yankees were officially out of it but it's just like i don't know i have said i have said all year how much i hate saying that the yankees are better than their record and i think that they've just added more firepower and they're actually playing like it now you know yeah the blue jays are an interesting story because like it's kind of hard to say they've been playing worse than their record like right now as it sits they have the fourth best run differential in the league so it's kind of something where you have to look at and be like well what's happening they're just in their wins they're just winning big and in their losses they're barely losing I mean, that's some of it, but also I think a a lot of the Jays losses have come to just like really like pinpoint bullpen collapses. Okay. Yeah. Right. So like they're losing games, they're they're losing games by like one or two runs and in just like games that they should have won. Um, And then also you, you are, you you sort of point out uh, one other thing there too, which is like, yeah, some of their wins, they just, they just score a lot of runs. Yeah, no, fair enough. It, it has to be something like that. You don't get that run differential. I mean, do we want to talk about the Detroit Tigers? <laughs> I'm, y- I'll, yeah. I'll take that as an I'll take that as a no. Sure. <laughs> They're what still in third it? place. I don't I'm mind blowing. They're holding on. They're holding on to third. Do we think, same amount of wins as the Indians? Do we think the Tigers finish in second? I mean, I, yeah, and they'll they still don't wild card, but like well, no I think chance, they, I but... think they're in second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh, sure man. why That'd not the push for 500 yeah, dude. <laughs> who would have thought with the detroit tigers we would be at this point in the year dude you tell yeah. a tigers fan they're 54 and 60 at this point in the season they're probably pretty okay with that yeah like i don't know i was expecting them to be doo-doo poo-poo as one has been known to say yeah i mean the tigers right now are only you know a couple games different from the uh well the once kings of their division the new york mets mm-hmm. who have yeah. just been in free fall yeah i mean they're two and eight in their last 10 like the red Sox. it's not looking good yeah. but we need to give some love to the philadelphia phillies and the atlanta braves to be fair yeah both of them but yeah phillies uh, on an eight game win streak yeah no that's huge uh did you see Gibby Kyle Gibson pitch, dude? He was amped on the mound. I love to see that. As he should be. Yeah, first two outings as a Philly had been very solid. I know there was a lot of – because I think 
right leading up to the deadline, he had a few shaky starts and then the market for him kind of dropped a little bit. But, yeah. yeah, I think ever since they got rid of the sicky stuff, he's one of the guys who had kind of been struggling. So his market had definitely disappeared. But hey, do you know what? He's shown up in Philadelphia. He's looking great again. Maybe sometimes just that, getting in the playoff race is what he needed. Sometimes that changes scenery. Sometimes just going to a better team. <laughs> just a winning team in general. Yeah, just gets just, you more pumped up, gets you more into the season. Yeah, exactly. I think we saw that with all of the Cubs hitters. Like they all went to a new team and they all homered in their first game. Like there's just yeah. a little extra, like, oh yeah, we're back in it. Let's go. Yeah, for but sure. Dude, the Braves, the moves they made for the outfielders, the Phillies, the pitching addition. I mean, both are looking like great moves right now. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. They were they were contender type moves. It and is they've, gonna they've worked out for it. It is gonna be interesting because I will pretty confidently say that nobody from this division will make the wild card. No, no, yeah, and so you're going for the division, and that leaves one spot for the Mets. I don't think the Mets are giving up. I mean, Lindor should be coming back at some point. I think Baez went down with an injury today. So yeah, but I don't think anything. Yeah, I don't think anything's come out of it. But it didn't look great. It looked bad, dude. He took like a check swing, and then it went to the second baseman, and he didn't even run. He just like turned around and walked to the dugout. Like yeah, Baez is an effort guy. If he's literally just walking to the dugout, it has to be bad. Yeah, never a good sign. You have any thoughts about the NL East, Noah? Um, yeah, well, yeah, it's just been crazy to see Philadelphia <laughs> go on that run. I have, well, like, I had some trivia, but it's kind of obvious now. I mean, it's probably the kinda, best time. I kind of spoiled it on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, well, it's funny. I almost, I almost kind of, I mean, I don't hate because it's obviously been exciting. Hate that the Phillies have gone on the surge because I plan to do this, like, in the middle of the week. Uh, but now it's like everyone's kind of already been talking about it. But for Adam, since I already talked to Brian about this. Oh, okay. There are two, three, four, five uh, players in baseball. And when I say three, four, five, I mean they have a batting average of 300 or better, on base of 400 or better, and slugging of 500 or better. Can you name those two players? Of a three, four, five? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming since we're talking about the Phillies and yeah. there is a player on the Phillies who's been hitting quite well, uh-huh. um, Bryce Harper. Yeah, it's Bryce Harper is the one. The other one is... What, Vladdy or somebody? Yeah, yeah, it's Vlad, <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude, it's just, the point of that is like where the conversation started for me and Noah on Wednesday is just like how underrated Bryce Harper is. Like, yeah. before this week where they went on that win streak, there's no chance I would have guessed him to be number two on that list with Vladdy. No, he's been hitting well. I think the the biggest thing with with Harper is that he's uh, he's he's not hitting with people in scoring position. He's got so many solo home runs. He's got so many just like big hits that are, but not in big moments. Yeah, that I think you just don't see them. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, he's been injured a little bit too, but both he and Xander Bogarts, two like pretty big RBI guys in the past, have really had some down RBI years, just not being able to do it with runners in scoring position as much. But, I mean, both still having very good seasons and Bryce having a great season with his OPS at at 9.76. Looking at Harper's stats, he has 19 home runs and only 44 RBIs. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Just nobody's getting on base ahead of him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly that. Um, And he actually, I think he hit his 20th home run today. It It was a solo shot. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> like, uh, that's pretty wild, man. Dude, one other thing to note about this division, I mentioned it right before we started the podcast. Uh, the Mets, who are struggling as late, two and eight in their last 10, like I mentioned, they have a 13-game stretch coming up where they only play the San Francisco Giants and the LA Dodgers. Uh, that's definitely less than ideal <laughs> for the Mets. Yeah, that's like 13 that's running right games. into a buzzsaw. Yeah, 13 straight games is enough to eliminate them from playoff contention. Granted, they're not going to lose 13 straight, but if they do anything less than 500, it's not going to be great, especially with how hot the Phillies and Braves are. Yeah, that's it's it's definitely uh, the their grasp on a playoff spot has very rapidly slipped. Very. They're in shambles, as some would say. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's interesting. One quick thing we're talking about Baez getting hurt a little bit and also his like immediate home run and stuff. But it's funny. I was watching the Mets and it was like one of the first few games of, you know, Baez joining and he's like already like almost getting into fights with the other team and stuff. And like, I mean, Baez is a great player and I, I have a feeling he's just going to mesh with the Mets, but it's like also that personality to just add in the middle of the year might be a lot for a team, especially like, now that they're struggling a little bit, having this just like, I don't know, the personality that's a lot, you know, yeah, hothead, yeah. you know. I, I get what you're saying. It's definitely an interesting aspect. I mean, he also had a golden sombrero game. No, <laughs> um, like platinum sombrero. Yeah. Just it, over five, like, five games. Yeah. yeah, it definitely not ideal <laughs> when you're coming to a new team to strike out five times in the game. Um, it happens. It happens. And then <laughs> let's talk about the NL Central because – I mean, the Brewers, they had been playing very well until they played against the Giants and lost two or three. Love that. Yeah. But they still have a five-game lead on the Reds, but the Reds aren't slowing down. They're on a five-game win streak of their own. Yeah. Dude, we're getting to a point where we have to talk about the Reds Like, might have a chance for that second wild card. They're keeping the Padres' seat definitely warm. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's there is a very real possibility. Yeah, especially they're... especially with what schedule Cincy's still got, um, yeah they they have uh, they have a lot of potential upside there to to steal and sneak into that wild card. Yeah, yeah the the uh, Reds have been looking good. Luis Castillo, who had a rough uh, start to the year, has really returned to form. Joey Votto has been like phenomenal. He's banging. Um, yeah, the new bullpen bullpen pieces are doing good. Hopefully Suarez will eventually do something. But I think one <laughs> thing we haven't talked about with the Reds all year, I maybe like once or twice, but is Jonathan India, uh, the front runner for the NL rookie of the year. He's got a 406 on base percentage and 871 OPS, you know, 18 doubles, 13 homers. He's their leadoff guy in a lineup that's fantastic. And he's just, yeah, he's getting on base he's and then letting yeah, Winker, uh, the Castellanos wink, and Votto mm-hmm. drive him in. Imagine if the Reds traded for Trevor Story at the deadline. Yeah. Oh, that would have been such a good fit. Like, I would be like, if they had Trevor Story on this team right now, I would literally say they're going to beat the Padres out for the wild card. Like, oh, dude. It just makes me happy thinking that just, uh, that just would have required Colorado to think they are (laughs) incapable of that. It it was, it appeared at the trade deadline. I also love that like Trevor's story literally had to sit himself after the trade deadline because he couldn't comprehend what just happened. You want to hear something crazy? The Colorado Rockies are bad. bad. (laughs) 
but the Colorado Rockies have a better run differential than the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Dude, look at the Rockies' home record. I don't know if you guys have the standings up, but they're 37-21 yeah. and 21 at home. They have more home wins than the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> they have more games played. They have four more losses as well. But yeah. it, it's just hilarious. And then they're 13-40 and 40 on the road. They're worse than the Diamondbacks. Uh, actually, maybe not. Diamondbacks are 14 and 42. So it's close. But the fact you're being compared to the Diamondbacks, not great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I just realized yeah. the Rangers record on the road, they're 13 and 42. Yeah. Look, there's a lot diff- of bad road teams. We're just comparing bad teams to bad teams. Yeah. Well, well, the Rangers did have a notable moment this week. <laughs> I don't know if we should save that um well one thing well actually one thing really quick um that we kind of brushed over when talking about the al is the you know the run differentials whatever you want to say about it but the mariners though they did pick up some very tough losses against the yankees this week they are only five games out of that second uh, wild card spot and um they picked they picked up another one against the Yankees today, so they they stopped that negative momentum a little bit, but we they're not completely out of it either. We yeah. forgot to mention something about the A's as well, with Roman Loriano getting an eighty game suspension. Yes, yeah, oh not uh, so that is not definitely like. not ideal for the Oakland Athletics. I mean, they just traded for Marte to really like strengthen their outfield, and then now they're losing Loriano. I mean, Marte hit a walk off the day after, and I think it was kind of a good, it was really good for the A's because they could just be like, you know what, Loriano's out, but we still got Marte. We still got a chance. Let's go. But, oh, that's yeah. not ideal. When I look at that injury, I think that Mitch Moreland needs to finally start doing something in the DH spot. I think he's been kind of banged up all year, which is mm-hmm. very Mitch Moreland like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also signed Chris Davis to a minor league deal. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, maybe there's some magic in there. That'd yeah, be, I mean, that'd be crazy. Maybe Chris Davis was really bad this year for the Rangers, but do you know what? Maybe being back in Oakland is what he needs. Just be comfortable again. And yeah. Maybe just help. not playing for the Rangers. <laughs> I mean, that just helps. helps too. Is there any other uh, injury news? No, I oh. see something on here. You might want to mention. Oh yes. Injury news. So Yeah. Chris Sale is going to start next Saturday for the Boston Red Sox. And I'm very excited though. It's harder to get as excited now, but uh, (laughs) maybe one Saturday too late. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably much needed for the Red Sox though, because they can kind of maybe think like it's a trade. It's like a deadline acquisition. Like when your team makes a move like that. And I could almost say this like kind of hurt Boston at the trade deadline that they didn't really bring in a big move. I mean, you got Schwarber, but you're not going to see him for a while. So there's not that immediate satisfaction. And I, I think Chris Sale might bring that immediate satisfaction, give that team a little boost because they certainly it. hope so. Yeah, that's what, um, you know, that's what Cora and everyone has been saying for weeks is like, look, you know, I, I don't know, we might do something at the deadline. We might not, but I know that we're going to get the biggest shot in the arm out of every team in baseball when we get Chris Sale back, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, even though, even though we might not make the biggest move, we're going to have the biggest move, you know, like, uh, yeah, no. so yeah, that'll be really exciting to see Chris sale back. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm just hoping that 
it's exactly how we've been imagining it. It's just going to be a <laughs> shot in the arm. And it's, it's just going to be so nice to, because uh, though for most of the season, the Red Sox rotation has really overperformed expectations. There still hasn't, I mean, Ivaldi's been really, really good. But other than him, there hasn't been like a guy where it's just like, okay, that dude's pitching tonight. I'm really excited to see, you know, six plus. Um, it's been like, okay, let's see where we are after five. So it's just going to be really nice to see Chris Sale just be electric. Um, Dude, but yeah, a, and what were you going to say? Sorry, I was going to say something about the Red Sox starting pitching. There's a stat I heard earlier this week, like Monday or Tuesday. I don't know if it's still true, but the Red Sox had gone like almost a month without having a pitcher have a game where he pitched six innings with like eight strikeouts and one earned run. Yeah, they had in the doubleheader, they had to – uh, really good pitching performances okay. finally yeah um but yeah was, but then they they still like barely scored in those games as well yeah Dude, so going like, a month straight without a pitching performance just something as i mean obviously it's easier to say six innings eight strikeouts one run than it it's is a very cherry-picked stat but but yeah. but that's almost like a baseline stat where like in a month you expect a couple pitchers to do something like that yeah you expect something like that to happen yeah so it, it's been a rough month for the red sox or pitching wise, starting pitching wise. So hopefully Chris Sell can bring that back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh some not necessarily injury news, but uh some broadcaster news. So Ray Fossey of the Oakland A's broadcast and Jerry Remy of the Boston Red Sox broadcast, both uh pretty recently announced that they're gonna be stepping away from you know broadcasting for a while, both to uh focus on their battles with cancer. Uh, two, two of my favorite uh, color commentators in baseball, and I just uh, hope that they're, you know, able to just keep on fighting and get back to the booth whenever they feel good enough, because I think they both bring so much to those broadcasts and to baseball. Yeah. Yeah, man. I definitely Cancer don't sucks. listen. Yeah, for sure. I don't listen to uh, as many other broadcasts as I should. I'll listen to some radio broadcasts, but... For the Giants, dude, not having Kruk and Kipe on the daily for the last, like, year or so, is it sucks, man. I miss Kruk and Kipe together. We got, like, one game of them before the Dodgers series, and it was like, man, this is so nice. So, hope, safe recovery for everyone. Yeah, um, but uh, now that we're kind of past that, a not-as-cherry-picked <laughs> stat for the Red Sox um, starting rotation. This was from the fourth, so four days ago. It was when Eduardo Rodriguez, he only went five innings, and this was a tweet from Tom Karen. He said, Erod gets to call third strike uh, to end the fifth inning. Just the second time in nine games, a Sox starter finishes the fifth inning. So, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. ideal. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. not ideal. And the Red Sox bullpen is really good, but you can, there's, there's such thing as overuse, and we might have seen that the last – couple days with Barnes giving up a couple of walk-offs. Well, not walk-off. This today wasn't a walk-off, but you know, it was, it definitely felt like one. Yeah. (laughs) We definitely saw it with the Brewers this weekend too, because they have five relievers currently on the COVID IL and against the giants, they had two extra inning games. And when your bullpens are retired, like last night, they blew the game in the 11th, giving up uh, seven runs between the top of the 10th and the top of the 11th to the giants where they didn't use Devin Williams because he was tired. They didn't use their second best guy who I can't remember his name. Josh haters on the COVID IL. So they're just throwing out guys with like five, six ERAs hoping they can do something. Cause that's all they have. Yeah. So definitely don't want to overuse your bullpen. Yeah. It's been, 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it was that. Yeah, it was weird. Like both of the like huge home runs that Matt Barnes gave up though, it looked like the catcher was just like setting up for a fastball right down the middle. And it's yeah. like and it's well, like uh I understand like <laughs> Matt Barnes is like nasty and he throws a curveball a lot. And but it's like the Toronto Blue Jays just as a team aren't like a hey let's take the first pitch team you know <laughs> no never no not at all <laughs> well like the Simeon one right he just jumped all over it yeah um the Springer one um, that was a little deeper into the at bat and I think Springer was just waiting for a fastball got it and just absolutely obliterated it yeah also former roommates at UConn yeah, George Springer that, and Matt yeah Lines. they are they are close yeah so yeah that it it hurts if you're if you're Barnes. Yeah, for sure. And also, you, we mentioned COVID. Uh, yeah, the Red Sox in the middle of the week had JD and uh, Jaron Duran go on yep. the COVID IL. They're back off of it now, and they weren't on too long. But it was still like in the middle of having a rough week. It was, and I'm yeah. sure they're in Canada right now as well, so everything's a lot stricter. It's just, it's been a crazy time for the Red Sox. So hopefully, yeah. And then uh, Verdugo's out as well, right? He's out. I don't know. I've been asleep. Verdugo, I think, is on like paternity leave or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. He's he's been hitting it really well recently. He's kind of had. I I mentioned a while ago that I he's been underperforming this year. Not horrible, but underperforming. But he's been really on fire the last week mm-hmm. or and a half or so. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to find it again. I could have sworn I saw some. Yeah, there it is. Alex Verdugo out for today and the upcoming days. Uh, he's on paternity list. Okay, so. So he'll be back in a couple of days. I think Kevin Gosman yep. just missed like three days for yeah. S- similar thing. Yeah. Before we completely get oh yeah, congratulations <laughs> for sure. Before we completely get off injury news, I mean the Giants are getting guys back. So they got Tommy Lastella back. They got Aaron Sanchez back, who they actually DFA'd today. <laughs> they got uh, <laughs> Longoria. They got Brandon Belt back, who hit four home runs this weekend in three games. Love yeah. to see that, including the pinch hit home run today. To give them the to tie them bring them back into the game Longoria is coming back soon so the Giants are definitely getting a little boost it hasn't come without some tough uh decisions to send some good players to the minors and Steven Duggar and Tyro Estrada who have both been playing very well for the Giants but yeah part of getting a team with some depth man you got to make I say that's that's a problem you want to have (laughs) exactly right is like these we have too many good players for our roster (laughs) Yeah, man. The Giants AAA team is pretty stacked with guys who probably belong in the majors, but like Adam said, man, I'd rather have that problem than be like, we don't have enough guys. Yeah, exactly. And that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Dude, I think we need to talk about one of the most electric moments of the week when Brock Holt brought some heat to the mound is oh it weird goodness. that when you said electric i knew exactly where you're going <laughs> <laughs> I, I i thought it was going to be one of two things and that was one of them so dude just some absolute gas to the pitcher's mound man oh, 31 miles per hour Ooh. man <laughs> just blew him away <laughs> oh my god also, it was a called strike and it was like five feet above the zone well because well, it like went dropped I, like on the plate almost. yeah 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 i think it, I think you had to call it a strike, but just yeah. definitely the pitch tracking technology did not uh, yeah, do well. It was <laughs> slowest ever uh, tracked pitch. 
uh, we've been so you know since, since the yeah, yeah two, well 2008 is when they started tracking pitches exactly. right in the in the as far as like miles per hour but yeah 31 <laughs> that's well, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah that pitch that's like higher than slow pitch way higher than slow pitch it, softball. it definitely was. yes it's a lot higher but uh yeah that pitch tracker i think tracks it right at the very front of the strike zone right where it crosses the front of the plate but uh yeah i mean that's a strike in my book brock yeah. holt's name is all over the record books the only <laughs> ever play the only player with the postseason cycle and the slowest pitch ever thrown <laughs> in major league baseball. a legend legend no asterisks in the record no. book for brock holt absolutely not. and and he's chasing <laughs> roger maris's uh single season home run record right now he's only a few behind um (laughs) (laughs) no the the other uh electric moment of uh of just legendary proportions uh, was there was a couple home runs in uh in yankee stadium this last week uh the first one gallo's first yankee home run which was like a what was like a 49 degree angle that just i was an absolute moonshot in every way um, Gallo of course, didn't not, even know it was getting out. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one thought it was leaving the park, and then it did because Yankee Stadium is stupid. Um, uh, and then, as a testament to the stupidity of Yankee Stadium, uh, Ronald Odor hit one that had an exit velo of 89 miles an hour that snuck over the right field wall, went 328. Dude, for that Gallo home run, <laughs> if you listen to the broadcast a little longer, they literally say it's out in 10 of the stadiums in Major League Baseball. Which is a lie. <laughs> there is no like, chance. Like, that's a bold-faced lie. Because <laughs> it wasn't, Adore like, in the one. corner, right? It wasn't, it was... The Gala one, or they're both they, in the corner. They were, they both, were both, both in the out. corner. Well, they uh, both the, barely got out. Odor one was a, officially, StatCast said it was out in two parks. Uh, okay. Right, which sense. is Yankee Stadium and Fenway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Gallo's only chance was because how high it went and maybe like if it gets caught in the wind or something. I, I don't know how. Yeah. But... yeah, but 10 stadiums, just wrong. Just incorrect. <laughs> like <laughs> It's a hilarious swing, though. I love like how much he just like – that has to be great for Gallo's mental, though, because like he's rounding the bases going, bro, what? What? Yeah. Out? <laughs> oh, I mean, it was the most – it was like the most – it was simultaneously like the most Gallo thing and the most Yankee thing that he could have done. Like it was a super dinky, dumb home run, but it was also a home run that, I mean, he crushed it. It was just really, really high. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely weird. Uh, beautiful. But, I mean, I, I like Gallo. He's just you know, so fun. For the Padres, there was some interesting news that came out today. And I think this kind of has to do with what is here about Cronenworth, but oh man, I, the news about that came out kind of for Tatis is that like they might be looking into putting him in the outfield because it will limit his like potential injuries on his arms, so yeah. it would hopefully limit his dislocation. And then their number one prospect right now is also a shortstop. Yeah, so I'm, maybe I'm give him a place to play can, next year. God, Cronenworth's we, looking good at shortstop. Can we, can we please play these two clips because they're so good? It's just Don. It's just Don Orsillo just like having way too much fun. There would be, I'd have to get screen share or yeah, screen share enabled, but yeah, it's enabled. Okay, cool. But as we're going through that really quick, I got to shout him out because I've I've shouted out his bad performance all season. Blake Snell today has just been shoving. They're trying to close out a win right now. Seven innings, zero runs, 13 strikeouts. 
What a guy. Exactly what you wanted from Blake Snell all year. (laughs) Yes, this is fair. Uh, Dude, I think the Tatis move to the outfield could be very interesting because he's definitely athletic enough to play a great center field. Oh, absolutely. He could absolutely play center. But I don't know. It'll be interesting how they decide to handle that. And I I would I, I feel like he's a guy that you could just kind of play him everywhere. Just find him somewhere that's comfortable and let him go. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's he's definitely not limited to shortstop. He's I mean he's not even limited, to, I think, to middle infield. Um he is definitely talented enough and athletic enough that I feel like you could just put him anywhere. Um it'll be interesting that if they do put him in center uh, or anywhere in the outfield, um, how comfortable he gets, how, and how quickly, Um, because obviously defensively he's been not a liability, but also like the errors are not good. Um, And that's at a position that he's been in for a little while already. So it'd be interesting to see how, how it happens. And I mean, obviously like, I think there's less chance for error in the outfield but yeah oh you'd be surprised i'm well, having i'm having hammy ramirez in left field flashbacks <laughs> okay. right all now. right, all right. <laughs> it was that was oh if you want to if you're bored and you want to check out a highlight tape just google hammy ramirez left field and <laughs> oh, no <laughs> and it's real good <laughs> yeah i got the clips if we would like to listen oh, please i just listen to them both back to back all right here we go as part of the second inning for the Snakes. On the ground and diving it short is Cronenworth. His throw will be in time. Jake Cronenworth. Oh, you can hit it anywhere, but don't hit it. In the <laughs> That's a great call. Oh, it's Amazing so good. Call. Also, I, I want to so read. Good. I want to listen again. I think I forget the. Um, the color commentator's name. I think they call him like the mud dog or something like that. I think he might he might go bang when he gets called out. Let's let's listen closely for the bang. On the ground and diving it short is Cronenworth. His throw will be in time. Yep. Jake Cronenworth. Oh, you can hit it anywhere, but don't hit it in the crown zone. Oh my gosh, that is great. I'm so glad. Crone Zone Beautiful. has to be like one of the best nicknames. In oh, baseball. okay. Well, play the next clip and all let right. it go all the way. <laughs> okay, we're letting it go all the way. Here we go. Driven to right field. Calhoun going back. Oh, that's going into the Crone Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Connorworth connects on his 16th of the year. He's doing it all. We're just living in the crown zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I just love how much just, he likes to say crown zone. He's having way too much fun with it. Also, that's another clip where you could hear the color commentator really just will this ball out. We'll just really quickly we'll listen to the beginning of it again. Driven to right field. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> Oh man! Oh, but uh, yeah, the the uh, boy, the crone zone has been it's ever prevalent. Call, It'd be a shame if they uh, miss the playoffs. Actually, Ooh. I'm okay with it. Oh <laughs> boy! Oh man, dude! Do you know what we kind of skipped at the beginning of this pod? We did not talk power rankings. 
Do we want to talk some power rankings? I have not looked at the power rankings. I have not looked at power rankings in a while either. So I'll just kind of run through the top five currently. Number one is the Dodgers, which uh, I'm personally not a fan of, but I understand. Number two is the Giants. Number three, the Astros. Number four, the White Sox. Number five, the Rays. And then we got the Red Sox at six, Brewers seven, Padres eight. Nine A's, ten Mets. I think we're going to see a lot of movement this week. Like uh, I think we're going to see the Red Sox drop a bit. We're going to see Toronto rise a bit. What about and the, the Reds rise a bit? Yeah, the Reds Phillies rise a 16. bit too. Where yeah. is the um, leader? Where are the Mets at on that? The ten. Mets are number ten, so they'll definitely <laughs> drop a couple. Yeah, probably a couple. I think the Phillies might be the biggest riser, dude. Being all the way back at sixteen. Yeah. Oh, definitely. They could jump up five or six spots. Yeah, for sure. They could jump up a lot more than that if they want to get aggressive with it. Uh, but five or six is definitely more realistic. <laughs> yeah. I say they're not jumping. I don't know if they go top 10. <laughs> that's, that's a bit drastic. Oh, they'd be very aggressive. Uh, I feel like it's been a long time since I've looked at the power rankings, and they look pretty similar to last time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they're, they're you know, at the end of the day, like they're, they're just power rankings. Like, they're... Most of the teams didn't magically change that much. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the fact that the Giants played two series against the Dodgers and a series against the Astros, where they went seven and three in those games to end that stretch, being number two behind yeah. the Dodgers. And they're they the five and two against. And the first team to 70 wins. And the first, well, that, that would factor into this week. This is definitely last week. That's true. This, uh, yeah. Power rankings. Still. I would love to see the Giants at number one. But I don't know. How did the Dodgers do this week? Yeah, they did okay. They went five and five in the last ten. Doesn't really tell me for the week, but their last games, they beat the they're beating the Angels today, beat them yesterday, lost to the Angels, beat the mm-hmm. Astros, lost to the Astros. Yeah, they split the Astros two games. And then they beat the D backs. Who cares about the D backs though? Dude, we probably should talk about that Dodgers Astros series a little bit. That was just a war field. Did you see the videos that came out from the crowd? Man, that was intense. Insane, man. Turns out Dodgers fans really hate the Astros. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, there's definitely Astros fans going there, like, trying to cause problems. Oh, absolutely, they're inciting. But On both fan bases. And it's just like, why? I, but I still, I mean, that game was... to have a good time. Why are you going to a game starting shit? Yeah, there might even be some people that actually aren't even Astros fans. They just want to go get in a fight. <laughs> I saw a picture of an Astros fan at the game, and he was wearing number zero, and the last name said F's given. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> that's an Astros like, fan right there, baby. He's, he's there in his seat, like talking smack to all these other people, and it's just like, bro, like. Because the video was him getting like drinks and stuff thrown at him because he's yelling at everyone. Oh, it's no. like, what are you doing with your life? Like, you woke up that morning. He's like, I'm gonna go to the game and just cause havoc. Just pretty much, do. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't understand that mindset. And like the Yankees, like even now that they're not playing the Astros, like F Altuve chants are still breaking out. And it's like, bro, that dude's just living in your head rent free at this <laughs> point. Like, get over it. Well, it it's so like <laughs> it's like at any Red Sox game. Like I'm so, like they'll just randomly be a Yankee suck chant. Like especially if it's a Red Sox <laughs> on the road, like yeah. the road Red Sox fans will just start 
just handing Yankees suck. And then the fans of the home team are like, hey, we also don't like the Yankees. <laughs> that's, that's universal, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you, can go to, you, you could chant Yankees suck in all 30 stadiums and get and get, the, yeah. get it going. Dude, I also just sent you guys a video of a fan running on the field in Dodger Stadium, and there's like five security guards chasing him, and he runs oh, to the ball girl, and the ball girl tackles him. Yeah, ball girl oh. checked him, checked him Love clean it. over the wall. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part about people running on stadium is just watching them get tackled afterwards. Dude, I was I was watching Dortmund's uh, first cup game today, or the other day, and a guy ran on the field, and then the security literally just like ran to him. And then just like put his arm around him and guided him off. And it's like, no, you got to like punish people for <laughs> causing a dangerous situation. You, you got to take advantage of that. You got to lay that. Dude that that's out. one advantage where you could just drop a shoulder and take someone out and everyone's okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, it's like, you don't know what that person's going to do on the field. It's dangerous, you know, like, for sure. Um, but on the power ranking side of things. Um, oh yeah. We got a little off track. <laughs> not in terms of like huge uh, uh like rise or fall or anything but i just think that the rays need to be above the white Sox, and we got to show a little bit of love to the rays rays got that plus 121 run differential and they have the uh third most runs scored in the al and the fourth most in baseball which like i i didn't realize you know and now they have nelson cruz who just got added to that lineup because i think we we always think of the rays as just having a great uh, pitching staff and especially a great bullpen but it's like they're scoring runs and they're yeah like better than yeah. I most teams I so just, I, yeah. I just just looking at it it's actually kind of funny the the rays have scored 570 the jays have scored 571 the rays have allowed 449 and toronto has allowed 448 they're like almost <laughs> identical yeah it's pretty great dude the rays definitely are a stud team i mean even after making the moves like they made some questionable moves, trading Willie Adamas, even trading Diego Castillo. Yeah, Rich and Hill. Rich Hill, too. And they haven't, I mean, the Rays are gonna raise. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what else I could say about the Rays. Like, yeah. And they traded Blake like, now, like go to Morton at the beginning of the year, too. It's like crazy. Dude, they I feel like they could trade away their entire team and I feel like we can't call them dumb for it. <laughs> no, they, they, that front office has built up so much faith. <laughs> like they could do so anything. Smart. Yeah, no, it's pretty wild. I definitely agree. They belong ahead of the White Sox. The White Sox have been good, but I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I feel about this White Sox team. Their shiny new toy and Craig Kimbrell gave up a bomb against the Cubs. So he is now giving up more runs as a White Sox closer than he has as a Cubs closer this year, which is pretty funny. Because <laughs> he had yeah. only given up two runs with the Cubs. That's wow. pretty wild to think about. And he gave up a three-run bomb against them. The thing is, like, and, and I know the White Sox can't really do anything about this, but the Rays are better than the White Sox, and they're better than the White Sox in the AL East. So it's like <laughs> they got that going for them as well. So yeah, it's just it, it like, a much harder division. Yeah. You know, you know what the White Sox could do? They could uh, get a new coach. <laughs> Not a TLR fan, I must say myself. Real quick, uh, Give me the amount of teams from the AL East making it to the playoffs this year. Uh, Adam, oh. you go first. <laughs> I totally misheard that question. <laughs> I thought you were asking how many teams from the AL is going to the playoffs, and I'm like, uh, it, it's five. Man, that's tough. Um, 
it comes um, down man. to how much confidence do you have in the A's to hold their lead? Kind of, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously I want to say three, right? Um, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna say three though. I I'll, think I'll it, stick with three. It kind of comes down to oh, firework because it's for the July is just around the corner. Um, but. <laughs> I think it kind of comes down to whether you think this is the beginning of a major meltdown for the Red Sox or not. But I, I don't know. We've talked about Chris Dale coming back and stuff like that. But what well, about you, Brian? I mean, I'm. It, it's really tough to say because there's obviously multiple ways it could happen. Like, even if the Red Sox meltdown continues, if the Yankees and Blue Jays stay hot, there's definitely a path where those could be the three teams. I mean, if we look at expected win-loss the Blue Jays are expected to be in second place in that division with 67 wins. I mean, it hasn't gone that way early on, but That's it definitely could. So I don't know. It's really tough. I, I think the Loriano loss could be big, but I mean, I, the Yan Gomes addition, the Josh Harrison, the Starling Marte, the A's made a lot of good moves at the deadline that were kind of just smaller names. We'll see. Uh, it's a if whole lot a of bet, we'll see. If I had to bet money, I would say two. But something about my heart wants to say three. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I said that, but then I realized that, like, I'm very high on the Yankees and Blue Jays playoff chances as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going three. Yeah, I'm definitely going three as – I'm going three. Uh, but, I mean, if I if like the A's. At, I hope they do well and we make it we look at pitching staffs, like – between if we compare the Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays, and A's pitching staff, I'm almost inclined to take the A's starting pitching staff over those three in the AL East. And oh, I mean, I, mm. that pitching staff can go a long way, man. Yeah, free and Cole Irvin and James Caprillion out of nowhere doing putting in work, and then Sean Manaya and Chris Bassett having career years. Yeah, dude. It's been A's a great just, year for pitching in Oakland. But for sure. The Blue Jays got Burrios. Yeah, I was gonna say Manoa, well, Burrios, uh, Robbie Ray has oh. had a resurgent season. Steven Matz has had a resurgent season since Alec Manoa is really filthy. No, the Blue Jays well, then, has been really good, but well, look at the Yankees. They got they got Andrew Heaney. <laughs> they got Man, that uh, not well for them, uh, they got uh <laughs> i mean the red sox are getting chris sell back so that I, conversation could be closer i right. want to look at let's see let's look at team eras see where they're at because i i said i like the a's more but like i don't even know if they're actually yeah. performing better i think they're <laughs> probably are performing the best out of those teams well starters era probably because mm-hmm. if you but um yeah <laughs> yeah so the a <laughs> You guys will not. So the A's have the best ERA out of those four with a 3.65. Oh, yeah. Who do you guys think is the second best? Second best? For, is it starters or? Yeah. Uh, no, team, it's team ERA. Team ERA it's going to be the Yankees. Yeah, it's the Yankees. Yeah, but it, it, I think the difference there is if you do um, like the last like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if the Yankees matters. actually kind of went on a crazy stretch. Yeah, they sent with they their starters. Their starters time. are low-key underrated. Like outside of obviously Heaney has not done well, but there are other guys like Tyone has had a good year, like low key. Yeah. And same here. Let me look up their teams pitching. Yeah, so Garrett Cole has a 3.11 lasagna. Lasagna. <laughs> That's definitely not how you pronounce his name, but he's only pitched 54 innings, but he has a 2.40 ERA. Yeah. That's really good. Tyone has a four like flat era in 100 games that's pretty solid for him 
No, I mean, Jordan Montgomery, he's been pretty solid, 3.69. So they've definitely – oh, and then they called up Luis Gill, a young kid who's pitched two really good games in the row for them, hasn't given up a run yet. So yeah. that's something definitely to monitor. He's got Luis, 11 innings, no wins. Yeah, Luis Gill, a seven-year-old child pitching up there. <laughs> I don't know why. When you said a young kid, I just imagined a small. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say young kid. He's only a year young. Oh, yeah, it's a common <laughs> saying, but just but... for some reason, my brain was like, imagine a small <laughs> child out there. <laughs> yeah, no, but he's been pitching really well for the Yankees so far, so that'll be something. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It... Like I said, if I had to bet on it, I'm probably betting on the A's just because they kind of have the wins right now. But granted, the wins are in favor of the Red Sox, and it's easy to not be confident in the Red Sox right now. So I don't know. My heart says, though, three teams from the AL East will make it. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I just, I really want the Blue Jays to get into the playoffs. The team's electric, and they're, they're so finally playing in Toronto. Dude, the Blue yes. Jays will be a terrifying team to play in a one game playoff, as will oh. the Dodgers. Oh, absolutely. God, especially like, if it's in Toronto. Could you imagine? Yeah. So for like the, the Dodgers currently are in the wildcard game and the Giants fans are like, I, there's people going on Twitter is like, oh, the Giants are better off not having the best record in the league because like they won't have to face the Dodgers in the wildcard. It's like, you realize if the Giants don't have the best record in the league right now, the Dodgers would like. Yeah. <laughs> like I know the math doesn't work out perfectly. Like the Rays obviously have the better record, but like the Giants need to have that kind of record to fight off the Dodgers. Like, you can't just play around with your record and be like, oh, Brewers, try passing us. Like, no, it doesn't work like no, that. not happening. Yeah. Like, you know what? In a five-game series against the Dodgers, we'll see what happens. It'll be fun. And that's if the Dodgers wins the wild card. And that's if the standings finish like this. Who knows what could happen? Because I said they were set a while ago, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah, I think because, well, I think part of it, was a lot of teams were just having steady performances all year. And I think another part of it honestly might've been that we just got out from a 60 game season, you know, whereas yeah, sure. like things, every win meant a lot more. So, and just, I don't know. We, I think we just, we forgot that it's 162, baby. You know? That's so much could happen still. Yeah. <laughs> where we sit, like there's still a lot of games to be played. Like so much could happen. Like yeah. we could have a team where all their starters need to get Tommy John and they just fall out of contention. Like, oh no, that would be hopefully tragic. not. <laughs> Imagine not. if that happened. Oh, dude, I'd just give up on the season if that happened. <laughs> all yeah. five of your starters. That'd be an interesting like strategy, right? Like, what if to get what if you, Tommy John? <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 yeah. All right, all of the pitchers, whether you need it or not, you're all getting this surgery so that so that we have a guaranteed couple of years where you don't. I, I don't know if that that's not how it works, works like but that, it would but... be funny. I, it would just be funny if it if it like worked out like that. If it worked like that, I feel like every team would just have their pitcher like when they draft them, be like, "Hey, guess what? You need Tommy John." Oh, and that would be brutal. Like, yeah. I would hate to see that. Yeah, there's this, if there's just becomes a surgery to make that ar your arm bionic, <laughs> you never it never you know needs that surgery again. Oh man, it has um, been an interesting week of baseball for sure. A lot has changed. I uh, do, oh, okay. as I say, I have a little food for thought uh, uh, food. session mm -hmm. for you guys right here. With the uh, most, I think it's safe to say, the most recent era of the Cubs 
coming to an end with the trade of Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant. They did win a World Series within that era, 2016. But would you consider that era to be a disappointment no. or not? I'm a hard no on that one. No. Hard no? Uh, not at all. Hard not no, a disappointment yeah. at all. Dude, you have to think about how long it had been since that Cubs had won a World Series. Like, I don't care how stacked that Cubs team was. If they won one World Series to end that streak, it was a success for them. Yeah. yeah. That's no, just I, personally I'm, how I look at absolutely. it. And, dude, even when you do build good teams, like, very few great teams win multiple World Series. Like, that's not a common thing all the time. Maybe the, maybe the fact they didn't go to more World Series, you could say, was maybe a disappointment. But the fact they only won one, it was hard. It's hard to say that's a disappointment. Yeah, I think it's something I've been hearing a little recently. And when you first think about it, you think maybe a little bit because I you like when I thought about it, I was like, I don't really remember the you know Cubs being feeling like a big threat for the World Series after that. Mm. But 2017, they had they are first in the Central. They won 92 games, and then they lost in the NLCS to the Dodgers, who almost took the world series and then 2018 they're second in the central but they had 95 wins and then they lost in the wild card wild cards the wild card things are going to happen it's wild yeah i think really they just had a disappointing 2019 where they only won 84 games um that that is but and like another thing yeah it wasn't an error oh sorry another thing you mentioned there was the dodgers like we have to remember this is during a time where the dodgers has been one of the most dominant teams of like late memory the last time the Dodgers haven't won the NL West was 2012. The Giants have even won a World Series within that stretch. Like the Dodgers just yeah. have been so good. Like they're just, it's hard to say the Cubs were a disappointment when you have a team like the Dodgers who are consistently going to the World Series every year. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's funny as maybe, and people might say Chris Bryant had been a bit disappointing in that time, but it's like, he still gave you a world series rookie of the year and MVP, you know? And like, yeah. you got to watch Jake Arrieta win a Cy Young in that era as well. I think as, yeah, is 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 not a disappointing era. Yeah. Also I'm in love with Chris Bryant. <laughs> oh, I loved, uh, so oh, wait, actually we're at the end of the podcast. We could have two, I, I should have actually written out notes, but I have two notes off the top of my head from the podcast. Well, first off, great job. I loved all the trade deadline talk. Oh, oh love it. Um, second off, uh, Adam definitely hates the Yankees a lot more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, coming from a Red Sox fan, is important to note. <laughs> yeah, a Red Sox fan has always just been a more chill Red Sox fan. I, I mean, I love the Red Sox. I get hyped up, but yeah, Adam, Adam hates the Yankees, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Also, I think my second favorite thing about the podcast. So if you've been listening for a while, I think, you know, that Adam and I in particular are not afraid to, to compliment a man's looks, you know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Brian was talking about how uh, good Chris Bryant looks in the Giants uniform. Yeah. And Adam was just like, yeah, Chris yeah. Bryant looks real good. But like, dude, <laughs> he, he does. Did, he didn't say in a Giants uniform. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yes, he does, dude. Dude is just straight dreamy. Uh, yeah, we need a, 
with Glasnow not being able to pitch the rest of the year, we need a new dream boat to talk about. And I think I might be Chris Brent. You also could throw Jacob India in that conversation. He's got some nice hair. Yeah, Jonathan India. I know his name. He's got some nice hair. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob India. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Thriving. Yeah, that's, you know. yeah, no, Chris Bryant in uh, seven games with the Giants has an OPS over one dot, which isn't uncommon in a seven-game stretch, but, oh, I love Chris Bryant. But it is nice to see. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Um, also, really quick, I just want to throw this out here. Two under-the-radar good performances this year. David Price uh, has a 3-5-3 three ERA in the middle of the year, and he's starting to start games go a little longer now remember at the beginning of the year he kind of sucked and i heard boston radio being like yeah you're really glad you got rid of this guy he's washed up and it's like dude what <laughs> stop it and then mookie betts is <laughs> ops is hovering right around 900 right now so yeah. so everyone knows down in the first half both of those he's guys gonna mookie. yeah mookie's gonna mookie price he's is gonna, gonna mookie. price oh another no. thing to note is like cody bellinger who had been on an awful stretch is now homer back-to-back games uh even with homering back-to-back games, still only batting 173 with an OPS of 570. So having a rough season, Cody Bellinger definitely is. Yeah. I I do want to shout out my boy Rowdy Telez, though. The legend. The, the legend of Rowdy Telez. Oh, my goodness. Follow Dude, us on Twitter for all the Rowdy updates. He has, been, <laughs> he has actually just been lighting it up in Milwaukee. He's batting 318 with a 994 OPS in Milwaukee right now. Dude, I'm so I, happy to see my boy succeed. Milwaukee made two of the best trades and they didn't even do it at the deadline. Like they got yeah. Adamas early on and then they got Telez before all the deadline stuff really started going. Like, dude, credit yeah. to Milwaukee finding the guys they want and being like, we're not going to sit around and wait. We're just going to go get them. Yeah. Dude, the, I think the craziest Telez thing, Telez in half as many games in Milwaukee as he had in Toronto has already had hit more home runs and hit double the amount of RBIs. I mean, yeah, dude, playing true. every day does wonders. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're just, we just, they, Toronto didn't really have a spot for him. Um, and he was sort of, and he was slumping a bit, but it feels good to see Rowdy hitting well. And then they had one of the best deadline deals too with Eduardo Escobar. So yeah, yeah. even though Eduardo Escobar made a brutal play today, yeah, um, against the Giants, uh, he's on first as a runner, fly ball to left field. Chris Bryant goes back and gets the ball. Uh, Escobar was running, not thinking he would catch it. Hits second base. Bryant catches it and just runs back to first. Never hits second base again. So Giants get the ball in, tag second base, end yeah. of the inning. <laughs> Spin zone, Eduardo Escobar was lost in Chris Bryant's eyes. Uh, effectively, yes. Yeah. Definitely definitely possible. Um, Very possible. I know I'd be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, dude, my room is toasty right now. Yeah, yeah. All that Chris Bryant talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh, I'm going to have to crank we'll see you next here. week. My goodness. <laughs> Bye-bye. Later. I'm not going to